0: Of the great folk singers of my youth, none thrilled me more than Judy Collins. From bracing protests like It Isn't Nice and In the Heat of the Summer, to wistful ballads like Suzanne and My Father, the music of Judy Collins was my constant companion through the 1960s. Then in 1973, Judy covered a tune that made me doubt my fandom. Cook with Honey, the very first cut on her album True Stories and Other Dreams, seemed to me to epitomize the simplistic sentimentality of certain early 1970s culture. To the lilting accompaniment of acoustic guitar and bongo drum, its sing-song chorus cheerily proclaimed, I always cook with honey to sweeten up the night. We always Cook with honey, tell me how's your appetite for some sweet love. But it was the second verse that did me in. Finding favor with your neighbor, well, it can be so fine. It's easier than pie to be kind. Now, I might eventually have found it in my heart to forgive the phrase easier than pie in a song for adults. As a songwriter myself, I've written plenty of lines I later regretted. But even at age 21, I knew it is not easier than pie to be kind. Not easier than pie when I'm driving late for an appointment and there's a car parked in the middle of the street blocking my way. Not easier than pie when a sales clerk is chatting on his cell phone and when he finally gives me his attention, he knows nothing about the stock in the store. Sorry, Judy, kindness is not easier than pie. For most of us, much of the time, kindness is hard. Not only is kindness hard for many of us, if we're honest, it's kind of a lesser virtue. Buddhist teacher Sharon Salzberg admits that for her, kindness used to have an also-ran quality. It was the kind of characteristic you cultivate if tougher, finer things like wisdom elude you. Growing up, she says, Salzberg had the impression that a kind heart ranked awfully low in cultural desirability. Well, after a sound head, a sharp wit, invulnerability, power over others, a fine sense of irony, and countless other qualities. Those of us dedicated to justice can be impatient with kindness. I mean, sure, Mother Teresa was kind, but why didn't she work to end poverty rather than just putting a band-aid on it? Sure. Aunt Trudy is kind, but why doesn't she tell Uncle Frank to get off the sofa, turn off the football game, and help with the dishes? Kindness, Salzburg admits, can seem wimpy, a cop-out, an excuse to do just a little bit to try to make a difference when so much needs to be done. Kindness is not always sufficient, but it is necessary. Now, if you read the Boston Herald, you may be wondering how a minister who compares David Koch to a Ku Klux Klansman can be preaching about kindness at all. So I should probably explain that I did not compare Mr. Koch to a Klansman, if by compare you mean say or imply that he resembles a Klansman in any way, like he's a racist or an anti-Semite. When I noted that the WGBH Board of Trustees would not tolerate a Ku Klux Klansman, I was not speaking about Mr. Cope, but about the board, pointing out that its membership is necessarily qualified by standards of decency. But in a sense, I did make a comparison, and I stand by it, and I'd be happy to have the conversation with any of you uh, about this. To me, just as civil rights was a moral imperative 50 years ago and remains so, climate justice is a moral imperative today. Global warming threatens death and destruction to millions, our own children and the most vulnerable people on the planet, most of them poor and of color. In my view, someone who dedicates his fortune to spreading disinformation about climate change and blocking, blocking all efforts to stop it deserves moral opprobrium. So holding moral opprobrium in one hand and kindness in the other is a neat trick and, I would say, a spiritual practice. Mr. Koch has inherent worth and dignity as a human being, and he must be held accountable for his destructive conduct. When speaking truth to power, I aspire to kindness. But pure kindness is not always possible. If justice is what love looks like in public, as Cornel West reminds us, then kindness kindness is what love looks like in private, close-up, and personal. Kindness, says Salzburg, is compassion in action. It is a way of taking the vital emotions of empathy or sympathy and channeling these emotions into a real-life confrontation with ruthlessness, abandonment, thoughtlessness, loneliness, all the myriad ways every single day we find ourselves suffering or witnessing suffering in others. Kindness. Every single day. That's what I undertook last month when I signed up for the kindness challenge. I first heard about the kindness challenge in a commentary in Yes! magazine by Nippon Meta, founder of ServiceSpace.org and inventor of the smile cards inserted in your order of worship this morning. Nippon Meta invited me to try a 30-day kindness challenge performing a unique act of kindness every day for a month and sharing a reflection about it online. Now when I went to the website KindSpring.org I discovered that the 30 day kindness challenge had already been downsized to the 21 day kindness challenge. At first I thought this adjustment reflected the widely known principle that a new habit will form in 21 days of practice but Online research revealed no scientific basis for the 21-day goal or the 21-day myth, as some call it, and some evidence that habit formation actually takes at least three times longer. Still, I was relieved a new and different act of kindness every day for a month might be a stretch. Besides, my job as minister, my job is to be kind. It wouldn't be fair for me to take credit for acts of kindness to my congregation or staff when I'm paid to do them. Visit someone in the hospital, that's my job. Call a congregant who's feeling down, that's my job. Pay a compliment to church staff, my job. For the kindness challenge, I decided I would have to do acts of kindness for strangers or at least people outside the orbit of the church, hopefully while continuing to do acts of kindness for everybody else. The website also suggested acts of kindness. I kind of questioned for the kindness challenge, like doing a chore around the house or turning off the lights to save energy, which is an act of kindness, of course, to the earth. Doing chores at home is already part of the ecology of my family, and turning off lights is already part of my commitment to earth care. I didn't think it was right to claim credit for those either. I was going to have to get creative. Here are some highlights from my kindness journal. Wednesday morning, September 11, the first day of the 21-day challenge. I say good morning and smile at every person I see in the morning. Out of dozens of people I pass on my morning run, only one smiles back. (laughs) A woman walking her dog. None of the other runners look at me, most are wearing earbuds. And am I really being friendly, calling out good morning to the grim-faced woman runner with her eyes resolutely forward, or am I harassing her? The only stationary person to whom I say good morning smiles and returns my greeting. Even with such modest returns, it feels good to start my day offering good cheer and reminding myself and others that, that we're all connected. Day four. At the end of a long day, I email Bill McKibben. I can't imagine how hard you work, I write, but I know how hard I work and how tired I get. I pray you get the rest you need and the love you deserve. Bill McKibben is the climate justice advocate. Day nine. Since I know I'll be driving a fair amount today, I decide to surrender the right-of-way to anyone who requests it. Any driver seeking to enter the traffic flow, anyone in oncoming traffic waiting to make a left turn, any pedestrian seeking to cross the street. It's a blast! Instead of pressing every advantage and insisting on my right-of-way, as I usually do, I happily wave others in front of me, blinking my headlights for emphasis. It's so delightful to see their relief, and I get several smiles and waves in return. Day 13, bicycling through Boston, I notice a parking enforcement officer on patrol, checking for parking violations. I stop my bike, dismount, and thank her for doing her job. I figure you must get a lot of abuse, I say, but what you do is really important. First, she looks astonished, (laughs) then delighted. No one ever tells me that, she says. (laughs) Day 14. The supermarket cashier looks weary. She looks like she's had better nights. I could have been home by now, she calls to another cashier. Thanks a lot. I love you, comes the reply. No, you don't, retorts my cashier. Yes, I do. I already have the supermarket gift card in my hand. Now I know whom to give it to. Uh, Put $5 on this, please, I say. And there's another customer waiting behind me, so I I pay for my purchases, then circle back when there's no line. So this $5 gift card, I say, yeah, she says, meaning, is something wrong with it? It's for you, I say. (laughs) handing it to her along with the smile card, just to help your night go better. Really? For me? She breaks into a goofy grin. You didn't have to do that. I know I didn't have to do that. If I had to do it, it wouldn't mean anything. Have a good night. Day 16. When I read the email from kind Spring inviting me today to spend 15 minutes in silence as an act of kindness to myself, I chuckle. I've been meditating daily for nearly 25 years, I think, a little smugly. I'll find another act of kindness to do. I want to keep stretching myself. The truth is, though, I don't actually meditate every day. I usually meditate in the morning, but if I don't, it's easy for the day to get away from me, and by day's end, I'm too tired, or I tell myself I'm too tired, and it it turns out this, day 16, is one of those days full of meetings, phone calls, deadlines. I never find a moment to meditate nor to perform an act of kindness different from the previous 15 days. So when my last meeting ends at 9 p.m., I go to the Kind Spring website for an idea. Spend 15 minutes in silence, it says, which is exactly what I need and exactly what I do. October 1st, for my act of kindness on this last day of the 21-day challenge, I email KindSpring.org to thank everyone there for challenging me and so many others to develop our kindness muscles. Thousands of us, I write, have undertaken kindness as a daily practice, changing our lives and the lives of many thousands more we've touched. By launching the 21-day kindness challenge, you've made a huge difference in the world. Thank you for your vision of kindness and your determination to make it real. And now I pay it forward for you. I invite you to visit kindspring.org and start your own 21-day kindness challenge. Do a unique act of kindness every day for 21 days. Cut and carry with you, cut out and carry with you the smile cards in your order of worship. Fold along, along the lines and each one. You get a total of four cards here, which you can, you can fold over. Carry with you in case a random act of kindness occurs to you. And you can post about your experience and reflections online. See what happens. See what happens for you. The 21-Day Kindness Challenge changed me it forced me to notice how hurry and distraction and overwork interfere with kindness and how kindness thrives when I slow down and pay attention to everything and everyone. I can't say kindness is now this instinctual habit that happens automatically, but it is now a regular intentional practice that consistently calls me to my better self. A commitment to kindness, says Sharon Salzberg, can be the thread that twines throughout our various successes, disappointments, delights, and traumas, making our lives seamless, giving us ballast in a world of change, a reservoir of heartfulness, to infuse our choices, our relationships, and our reaction. Kindness is the foundation, she writes, of unselfconscious generosity, natural inclusivity, and an unfeigned integrity. When we are devoted to the development of kindness, it becomes our ready response, a movement of the heart so deep and subtle That it is like a movement of the sea close to the ocean floor, all but hidden, yet affecting absolutely everything that happens above. That's the force of kindness. Amen. Asha. And blessed be.